Welcome to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself with your host, Leo Flowers. I am Leo Flowers. <sighs> Today, I want to talk about two things. I want to discuss the Naomi Judd suicide, and I also want to talk about how the principles of the stock market can teach us how to manage our mental health. That's right, how the stock market how investing in the stock market can teach you the core principles and values of managing our mental health. Uh, I want to address and talk about the Naomi Judd, uh, Naomi Judd's, uh, you know, ending her life because when we, when you look at the headlines and I understand now why there's a contagion after a celebrity or someone ends their life, because when you look at the headlines, they distill it to mental health issues very quickly. Naomi Judd ended her life. Uh, as a matter of fact, that the title, uh, when you're looking at people and overall, when you look at the overall titles, if you don't know who Naomi Judd is, Naomi Judd is a, a country legend. Uh, she sings with Ashley Judd, and I, I believe there's like one or two other members of the, of the musical family, but they've been performing and touring for decades, and they're, they're country music, music legends, right? And Naomi Judd, at the age of 76, ended her life. And the title on People magazine is Country Legend Naomi Judd Died by Suicide After a Long-Time Struggle with Mental Health, right? And when we read that, we go, oh, well, she had a mental health issue. I have a mental health issue. So, therefore... I'm probably going to die by suicide. That is what happens on a subconscious level. And these insidious news uh, reporters know this. They, they know how to write a title to trigger behaviors uh, in, in, the, in the mainstream, in the public. But, but this is why I encourage you, I always encourage you to read the 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 article read the books you know i i posted an episode with avici um the dj who ended his life at the age of uh i think 27 or, or 26 i read about um i forget the poet um oh my god this red planet oh that's gonna that's gonna annoy me i can't remember her name and i mean it was a thousand pages you would think if i read a thousand pages about somebody that I would remember their name. Uh, uh, what's your name? Not Red Planet. Uh, anyway, but my point is that when we read the articles, read the books, dig a little deeper, become more curious about what really contributed to someone ending their life, then the it dissipates our impulse. It dissipates our reaction. Because when we read about Naomi Judd, we find that she has been struggling with hepatitis C since 1991. 1991. That's when she contracted it. And hepatitis C, if you don't know, is painful. Painful. It causes cirrhosis of the liver, fatigue. It, it causes uh, pain in the joints, sleepless nights, um, you know, loss of weight, headaches, liver pain, 
it, it's it's insidious the uh, the symptoms that come along with hepatitis C. You bleed easily, you bruise easily, poor appetite, yellow discoloration of the skin and eyes, dark colored urine, itchy skin, fluid buildup. You get the point. And since 1991, Naomi Judd has been fighting the good fight against hepatitis C. Yes. Did she struggle with depression? She has. Did she struggle with anxiety? She has. Did she struggle with suicidal thoughts? Absolutely. And she talked about those. In her, in t- she wrote two books about her struggle with it, uh, the mental health issues, and also dealing with hepatitis C. So I, I'm, I'm sharing this to say that when you read about someone ending their life and someone just flippantly or dismissively just immediately chalks it up to they had uh, they were depressed or they were anxious or they were bipolar. That's not ever, ever the full picture. There's always other contributing factors to why someone would end their life. And the fact that she was diagnosed with hepatitis C in 1991, and we are here now in 2022, tells you what a fighter she was and tells you that she did, she exhausted everything that she possibly could to fight a good fight. She did not go quietly into the night, right? If, if that were the case, uh, she would have been diagnosed in 91 and, and ended her life in 91, but she did not. She pushed through to the age of 76. And she talks about in an article, she says, quote, for everyone mourning the death of someone who committed suicide, an inevitable question. Uh, oh, no, that's not it. My bad. My bad. That's not <laughs> uh, She was talking about, okay, this is Naomi Judd talking about depression. Quote, nobody can understand it unless you've been there. Think of your very worst day of your whole life. Someone passed away. You lost your job. You found out you were being betrayed, that your child has a rare disease. You can take all those at once and put them together. And that's what depression feels like. So, end quote. And I, I, I'm, I'm reading that to say she understands, she gets it, right? She understands what she was going through and she understands what you are going through as, as the listener. And for people out there, for my listeners who haven't struggled with depression, maybe you're listening to understand somebody else in your life, Ashley Judge, uh, a Judd um, sums it up beautifully right there. It's, it's think of the worst day of your whole life. Someone passed away. You lost your job. You found out you were being portrayed. Your child has a rare disease and you take all those at once together. And that's what depression feels like. And so I, I'm posting this to applaud uh, Naomi Judd for her fight to 76 with hepatitis C. I can't imagine what that pain is like. Because it's just a slow, also a slow deterioration of your liver. Like you're not, you don't, you're not getting better over time. And the sad part is, you know, um, it, it also causes like these spider-like blood vessels on your skin, confusion, drowsiness, slurred speech. I mean, she's a performer, a singer, and so to to have confusion. And drowsiness and slurp, 
that it means she can no longer perform. They were set to go on tour. The, the Judd sisters were set to go on tour again. Yes, even at the age of 76. So that tells me she was also taking care of her body as best as she could. And her voice, the fact that they were going to go on tour again, tells me she fought a good fight. So I, when we read about people who have ended their lives and people want to chalk it up to mental illness, that, that's why there's the contagion, right? Because they simplified it and they made us think that it's one thing. And then if we, if we go, oh, I have that one thing. And then we go, well, well, what's the point of life? It's read everything. Dig deeper, ask more questions. And, and and the beautiful thing is, is when we start to look at other people's situation like that, then we can look at our own situation like that. Like, okay, if I'm thinking I want to end my life, what are the contributing factors? What's causing this weight? Is it, am I in physical pain? Is there a financial strain? Is my relationship, do I not feel connected or loved? Am I not reaching out enough? Am I isolating? Uh, and what do I, am I not getting enough sun? Is there some type of gastrointestinal issue? Am I, am, am I having sleep disruptions or PTSD? There's so many contributing factors. And as we start to slowly work and peel at each and every one of those, over time, we can see an alleviation of that pain. Um, so that's all I want to say on Naomi Judd. I want to get ahead of it because I, I see it all over the headlines and people have been like, did you hear about Naomi? It's like, yeah, I heard about it. And, and everybody I talked to was like, yeah, I heard she was depressed. It's like, did you not read the article? Are you just stopping at the headlines? Th- that's, that's why people are making rash decisions and reacting instead of making informed decisions. We have to read everything that's out there and dig a little deeper and get to the contributing factors and understand why, understand why. What are the whys? Not understand why. Let me rephrase that. Understand the whys. Oh, let me write that down. Understand, it's about understanding the whys, not the why, the whys, because there's multiple, multiple whys. I mean, I, you know, listen, that swelling in my lungs and itchy skin and dark colored urine. I, I, you know, I remember one time I peed and it was red and that freaked me out and it turned out I had too many beats. So we have to get to the whys, not just the why, the whys, the contributing factor. All right. Um, and then last thing I want to share with you in terms of, oh, the stock market. So I was in my group this morning, my Sugar and Carbs Anonymous group, and we were talking about mentorship and how you can't just rely on your mentor because individuals inevitably will let you down. It's just we're we're human. Nobody can live up to the, the perfect ideas. I'm sure like, you know, if you've listened to all 300 and something of my ep- of my podcast episodes, you've been disappointed by a few of them. <laughs> I'm sure that that's happened. And that's okay. That, that you should experience that out of so many episodes, right? Some have left you elated and overjoyed and connected and 
um, and, and happy or neutral. And then some have just left you flat out disappointed. Okay. All right. It's listen, it's a numbers game. You're going to find an episode that resonates with you and listen to that one over and over again. Um, and then hopefully share the ones that you love. But so individuals let you down. So when they talk about addiction, they talk about how it's not enough just to have the mentor. You also need to keep coming to the meetings because it's the fellowship. It's the group of people. It's the, it's the AA group or the sugar and carbs group. It's your team that that is what's going to feed you because there are going to be times where you want to call your mentor and your mentor doesn't uh, or your sponsor or your mentor and they don't pick up. But if you have a, a group of people, if you're in one of these groups and they have, you know, anywhere from uh, hundreds to thousands of, of members, then eventually you're going to find somebody who's going to pick up and that you're going to connect with and who's going to listen to you. We have to invest in the individual as well as the group. And that brings me to the stock market. It's the same way, right? If you're a person who, who is just investing in individual stocks, you're gambling. You're a gambler because you're, you're taking such a risk and it's so stressful to invest in individual stocks that anybody who has their money in the stock market will tell you, yes, pick a few individual stocks that you love, but have most of your money in index funds. That's a group of stocks, right? So my point is, is that if you're going to therapy right now and you have a therapist, don't put all your eggs in your one therapist. Don't put all your eggs on one doctor. We need to have our individuals, our individual doctor, which is your primary care doctor, have your individual therapist, but also make sure that you are invested and involved in a group, whether it's an AA group or a, a bike gang or Soul Cycle or yoga, like whatever group you can find, get invested and get involved and be engaged in a group because individuals will, I can't tell you the number of times my mom has let me down. <laughs> that's, that's a whole other podcast right there. My dad, individuals, but my family as a whole, when I, I was arrested when I was in high school, 17 years old, I was arrested on some trumped up charges. I was at the wrong place at the wrong time. Did my mom show up? No. Did my dad show up? No. Did my family show up? Yes, the whole family, my mom, my dad, my aunts, my uncles, my godparents, the whole platoon, the whole squad showed up. If it was just up to my mom, I'd still be in jail because mom by herself didn't have enough. She would have let me down by herself. If you're in a relationship, and you think that the person you're with is the, is the everything, they're going to let you down. You need to be invested in your person, your spouse, your partner, but also in your family, in your friends, and in, in their friends. You need to have tribes and groups. There's layers to this, okay? There's a reason. If you look at Jeff Bezos, Jeff Bezos is not a billionaire because he put all his stock in books, right? He made some money off books. That was the individual thing. And now he owns like a thousand other companies. That's right, because the group will never let you down. So if you're not invested or engaged or involved in a group, 
You're going to be let down. You're going to be disappointed. If you think the one person in your life, whoever you're, you're the person that you're idolizing or looking up to, if you were looking up to Will Smith, oh, this has been a bad year for you, is what I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> but if you were looking up to just Hollywood in general, well, then, you know, you might, you might be happy because they put out a few uh, great movies this year. So make sure that you're invested in not just an individual, but you're also invested and engaged in a group. And that's all I want to say to you today, ladies and gents. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself with your host, Leo Flowers. Uh, remember, this podcast is not a substitute for you going to get help or you calling the 1-800-SUICIDE or 1-800-273-TALKS or any of the other phone numbers that are listed in each and every single one of the show notes. If you're international, there are international phone numbers. If you have financial struggles, if you're in financial strength, there are organizations that will help you. But you have to make that first step and pick up the phone and be proactive and make the phone call and build your team and start building up your group, your squad, your family, your La Familia, whatever that is. And let's get to tomorrow together. You can always go to thrivewithleo.com for one-on-one coaching with yours truly. Let's get to tomorrow together. I said it twice. I think this is the first time I did that twice. This is the kind of day we're having. It's a Monday. Peace.